Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race for a delicate position. Got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. It is total domination for Brad Keselowski. As far as I'm aware, it's 1948, oldest track on the circuit. That's pretty cool. There's only one track that can be the oldest and have the most history and pedigree and you know, Martinsville is that. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you for yet another weekly get-together. A get-together that begins at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesday night, October 27th, without an adjudication to the cup race at Texas. That race has been in a rain delay ever since Sunday late afternoon, early evening. When that checkered flag flies, be sure to step over to MRN.com. You'll get a full field rundown, and you'll get a clarified playoff picture as we head into Martinsville this coming weekend. Coming up on the show today, we're going to chat with Sheldon Creed. He locked himself in to the championship four for the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series by his win this past weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. Sheldon's going to stop by, chat about that, and chat about getting ready to race for a championship. Chase Briscoe, he's on the move as well. He's locked into the championship four at Phoenix in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, but he's also on the move. That Phoenix race will be his last in the Xfinity Series. He's going to replace Clint Boyer in the number 14 car at Stuart Haas Racing. We'll chat with him as well. Haley Deegan recently announced that she's moving into the truck series. We'll talk with her about this giant step in her career. Plus, we'll preview the big elimination races coming up at Martinsville this weekend and a whole lot more. We are locked and loaded and ready to go, and we are so glad that you have joined us on this week's edition of NASCAR Live. 
Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. The drive to the 2020 championship is in the final stage, and NASCAR today is right in the middle of it every weekday. I mean, if you're asking me, is it crazy? Yes, it's crazy. Join me, Woody Kane, to hear the latest from drivers battling to the finish line. As you look at the playoffs in general, you just have to be prepared for anything. In a two-minute trip around the sport, NASCAR today keeps you connected every weekday. Want to stay on the lead lap? Here's some advice. I'm Chase Elliott. Make sure to listen to NASCAR today every weekday right here. Chase Briscoe is joining the cup ranks of Stuart Haas Racing in 2021, and he'll talk about it next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. If you suffer from heartburn or other digestive-related disorders, then there is a new, safe, better, and natural alternative to better digestive wellness and heartburn relief. Praxid not only provides relief of heartburn, but Praxid takes a 360-degree approach to support better digestion, protect you from harmful bacteria, and also balance your stomach to improve digestive functions. We like to think of it as the multivitamin of digestive health. It's the only product to combine all natural ingredients known for the digestive health properties into a single patented product. Praxid also comes in easy-to-carry packs. Praxid relieves, restores, and maintains a healthy digestive system. Praxid is available here for only $39.95. Shipping and handling is free, and your money back is guaranteed. To take advantage of this special radio offer, call now, 1-800-829-5688. That's 1-800-829-5688. Again, 1-800-829-5688. This is NASCAR Live. Here he comes for the final time off the end of the back stretch into turn number three. Again, he'll dial up the outside line as he works his way up turn number four. And he is going to do it again. Chase Briscoe off four and across the start finish line. The checkered flag is out. And for the ninth time this season, Chase Briscoe is a winner. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded two weeks ago at Kansas Speedway. Chase Briscoe going to Gatorade Victory Lane for yet another time in 2020. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. And, you know, speaking of Chase Briscoe, he's had a phenomenal year this year in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. He's racked up nine wins, and he's also got a berth in the championship four at Phoenix coming up next weekend. He's also moving to Cup in 2021 and taking the reins of the number 14 Ford Mustangs at Stewart House Racing. Kyle Ricky chatted with Chase Briscoe about all that's going on in his world. Chase, I know it's been a big couple of weeks for you. Uh, congratulations on all the news that we're going to get to here in a moment. But first, let's start with the latest, not necessarily the greatest, at Texas Motor <laughs> Speedway this past weekend on Saturday. You were leading, racing around lap traffic, three wide there for a moment in turn three, and then something happened, and, and you guys ended up having to go to the garage. What, uh, what did happen? Uh, yeah, so about lap, I would say six or seven, I started getting a, a pretty bad vibration. Uh, the shock mount was broke. So I was running for almost 20-something laps out of right rear shock. And then finally, the shock had somehow got snagged in the tire and punctured the tire and then actually broke the shock in half and threw it inside the car with me. Blew a hole through the whole back of the car. So it was a pretty scary deal, honestly. 
but yeah, the lower shock mount broke, and then uh, that made us obviously have to go behind the wall and then come back out. And I think we were like 17 or 18 laps down at that point. So obviously not the day we wanted, but overall we still had a really good car. We had really good speed, so that's encouraging. So uh, go on to Martinsville and hopefully have the same uh, situation, just better results. What was the mindset going into Texas, knowing that you know you're already locked in? So I know you obviously go to every racetrack wanting to win every weekend, but knowing that that uh, that playoff pressure wasn't riding on your shoulders. You know, pressure-wise, it was certainly nice to, to go there. And after what happened, I'm, I'm obviously really glad that we won the week before. But, you know, my, my mindset really was obviously, like you said, to go win, but just nothing to lose, everything to gain. And the biggest thing I would say is just not make anybody mad. You know, you don't want to make any, any enemies when we're already locked in because you don't want that to come back and bite you at Phoenix. So, you know, even when we were eight lap or 18 laps down, you know, I felt like I could have drove to what would have been the lead, but just tried to stay back in the back and not make anybody mad and um, just kind of ride around. You know, you didn't want to make any enemies at that point for sure. And uh, just let those guys have the race. Nine wins in the Xfinity Series season. You started the year by saying, I want eight. I need eight to, to make the move up to the next level. Where did the number eight come from? How did you come to that number? Yeah, I think a lot of it was just seeing what the, you know, the big three guys did last year. I think they were at 7-7, seven, seven and maybe one of them had eight. I can't remember. They were all right around that number. And I felt like towards the end of last year, you know, we were able to run up front with them pretty consistently every week. We would, you know, be leading races and something would happen or we'd finish second, third area. So I knew we were going to be able to, to contend for wins. And with those three guys moving up, it obviously created uh, a lot more opportunities to go in. So, that was just kind of my mindset. You know, Cole had won seven the year before, so I felt like, you know, I, I really needed to win that seven, eight area, and I just threw out eight. Um, never in a million years I think it would get talked about like it did. It, it, it definitely blew up way more than I ever expected it to, but, you know, now that we, we got to eight, I'm, I'm glad I said it, and it kind of worked out the way it did. But, yeah, I, I just I felt confident, you know, in my team. I just felt like if we did our job week in and week out, we were going to be – in the hunt, and, and we were going to be capable of being there to try to win eight races. You mentioned a bit of a changing of the guard this year in the Xfinity Series with the big three um, moving up to Cup. I feel like the intensity in the Xfinity Series now on the racetrack is about as high as I've seen it in a long time. Does it feel like it out there uh, from, from your seat? I mean, I feel like every week we're seeing something fairly intense, and, and these guys get together. We saw it the other day in Texas and last week in Kansas – um, and we've seen it most of the year. Does it feel that way from your seat? Yeah, it definitely does. And you know, you know, truthfully, I feel like there's a lot of desperation a lot of the time. You know, you have some guys that are trying to get into the next round, some guys that are going for the first win. But the field is just so tight at the top that, you know, week in and week out, you know, there's really eight or nine guys that have a chance to go win the race. And it seems like we're all relatively the same speed. So, you know, these cars, I feel like with the low downforce, uh, you're just elbows up the whole time. And, it puts on really good racing and it, and it is intense racing and we can get really close to each other where, you know, some of the other series, the dirty air just not, you know, just doesn't bode well for their cars where our cars, you can get really, really close to each other and just put on really good racing. So uh, I think that's some of it. And then, you know, you throw in that desperation aspect and uh, it gets exciting. Let's talk about your future. Big week for you last week. Going to make the move up to the NASCAR cup series next year, driving the 14 car in a fairly emotional announcement and a way that it all went down for you kind of walk us through that day last week the plane ride and, and ultimately what happened it looked like at the dinner table yeah it was a crazy day so uh i want to say we went up to tony's on a thursday 
on Tuesday, I got a call from SHR saying that, uh, you know, Tony was going to send his plane down. He wanted me and my wife to, to get on and fly up to Indiana. And a couple of the SHR personnel was going to come too. Uh, and then my parents still live in Indiana. They live about 45 minutes away from Columbus. And uh, Tony had called my dad. Um, they, they used to race sprint cars together and said, hey, I want you to come up. And just they told all of us the same story of, you know, High Point is still kind of on the fence about coming on board for next year. This is kind of like our last shot to, to try to get them to see what they were going to do. So that was the, the mentality I had going up there is, you know, Tony's going to put these guys on the spot. And uh, we got up there probably around 2 o'clock and uh, just hung out all day. You know, went through his helmet collection, all the things, and, you know, sat down at the dinner table. Literally had the salad, had the steak, you know, sitting there after waiting on dessert. And then Tony, somehow the word chance got brought up. I can't remember how it got brought up, but – you know, Tony went on this little spiel and then pretty much said, you're going to get a chance to drive the 14 next year. And it was just crazy. I wasn't expecting it. As soon as he said the word chance, I thought he was going to put them guys on the spot. And then I uh, couldn't find out it was for me. And uh, High Point had been signed up for nearly two weeks and, and they had been lying to me for two weeks about all this and had it all planned. So it was really cool how Tony did it. He had hidden cameras everywhere. Said you only get told you're going to cut for the first time one time and he wanted it to be special and have all my family there so uh it was, it was pretty unbelievable the amount of effort he went through to do it all uh glad that he did it because it's certainly a day i'll never forget and this is your hero growing yeah, up absolutely. telling you that not only you're going to drive in cup but you're going to drive for him in cup i mean um that must have been you know a little more special than than the average announcement yeah for sure you know when i first came on as a Ford development driver you know I knew there was a possibility potentially I could drive at Stuart Haas and, and Xfinity or anything like that and I'll never forget when I got called to run you know five races there I thought it was the coolest thing ever that I was going to get to drive at least one race at Stuart Haas racing in my career and I was so excited for that and you know I remember you know I'd always tell people man the dream would be to drive that 14 car that would be unbelievable just because that that meant so much to me personally that number did and then now for it to come to fruition and, and actually be in that car, uh, it's just crazy to think about. Um, you know, I hope that I can do that car proud. It's definitely more than just a number on the side of the race car to me. That that car, that number has a lot of history between AJ and Tony and even Clint. So uh, I want to do that number proud. It has a lot of fans that come with that number, and hopefully I can uh, get it back in victory lane. You obviously come from the dirt world, Tony, very involved in the dirt world and, and sprint car racing and midget racing. What was your initial attraction to Tony? Yeah, I think for me, you know, Tony was the only NASCAR guy that, you know, you could literally watch on Sunday, but then I might go to a local dirt track and he was racing there, you know, in the Chili Bowl he was running there. So for me growing up, I always just was pulled to him because he was always racing dirt sprint cars and dirt midgets and dirt late models and all these things. And I knew he was from Indiana right down the road from me and, uh, him and my dad raced together so I think that was a lot of the reason why just you put all those things in and he felt like he was one of us um, so that was always kind of that natural pool and you know all throughout my career I always looked up to him just how he always gave back to sprint car racing uh, he always would would have sprint car guys you know in USAC and always had Levi Jones and Jay Drake and all these guys that were some of my favorite drivers drive for TSR so uh I don't know, just something about that I always thought was really neat, and uh, it's crazy to think that I'm going to be driving 14 car now. Nine wins this year, two races to go, and a championship to run for. Do you feel ready for that next level? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a huge step. Um, it's going to be a big learning curve. Uh, a lot of humbling is going to happen. 
Um, there's just so many things that are different. Those guys are so good over there. So I'm looking forward to the challenge. I'm definitely not going to say I'm going to win eight races. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, I think, you know, for us, if we can go and just make the playoffs and, and you know, run up front a couple times, that's going to be a, a big deal. You know, that, that's kind of what Cole did. And that's what I've tried to kind of set my bar as is normally what Cole does. I need to try to do that or a little bit better. Um, and, and Cole obviously set the bar high getting a win this year. So, you know, I think the schedule um, for next year bodes well for me just between the dirt race now and uh, quite a few road courses and um, it seems like some of the tracks I struggled at aren't on, aren't on the schedule anymore. You only go two once. So I'm looking forward to it, but yeah, it's certainly going to be a, a big step, but one I'm looking forward to. Thank you, Kyle. That is Chase Briscoe, one of the drivers that will run for the 2020 NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship. Coming up, we'll visit with Sheldon Creed and later Haley Deegan will join us. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. Rusty Wallace here for Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief. This pain cream is the official pain cream of NASCAR for a reason. It works fast, and you won't stink. There's no messy, greasy, nasty feel or any stinging or burning here. This is pure pain relief. Don't run your engine on Octane 89. Get the good stuff and meet me in Victory Lane. Blue Emu works fast, and you won't stink. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of NASCAR. Sheldon Creed is racing for a championship at Phoenix in the NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series. We'll chat with him next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Hey guys, I'm Corey LaJoy. If you want honest opinions about everything NASCAR and much more, listen to Sunday Money. Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott join me every week, and nothing is off limits. I'm sorry, has your life not gotten better since we've gotten closer, or has it gotten worse? It's my job to put our team in the best position to get a good finish. Join our conversations. We give our real opinions. No holding back on our show. Listen to Sunday Money. I don't need an investor, Daryl. I'm an independent woman. I use my own husband's money. Right here on the Motor Racing Network or wherever you find podcasts. This is NASCAR Live. Austin Hill will have one final shot as they go down the back straightaway. He looks to the inside of Sheldon Creed. Creed goes to the outside lane. Now he goes back down to the bottom to try to block Austin Hill. Hill won't get there in time. Sheldon Creed, the leader off four. Sheldon Creed off of turn number four. Checkered flag is out, and he will win at the Texas Motor Speedway, securing his spot in the championship four in two weeks' time in Phoenix. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded Sunday at Texas Motor Speedway. Sheldon Creed and GMS Racing. Back to victory lane yet again in 2020. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. And indeed, it was an action-packed Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series race at Texas over the weekend. 
Sheldon Creed took the checkered flag, and with that win, moves into the championship four at Phoenix. Woody Kane chatted with Sheldon about moving on and how they're preparing for a championship run. Sheldon, congratulations, first of all. This has to be everything you've been dreaming of, short of winning a championship to get to this point. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the beginning of the year, we, we talk about winning races and, and how many you want to win and trying to get to the final four, but uh, to be here now, four wins into the season um, and locked into the final four, that's <laughs> that's everything we want or everything we've ever wanted all year, and, and, and we've worked hard for it, so... Uh, yeah, just really excited to, to lock ourselves in a week early and uh, have a stress-free week this week. Realistically, other than the stress level going down that you just mentioned, logistically, what does that mean for you being able to not worry so much about Martinsville? Not that you don't want to compete hard, because I know you do, but logistically, what does that mean for you in terms of how you and the team can allocate your time and resources looking ahead? Yeah, absolutely. We've been, we've been obviously putting... Uh, this week and, and next week, we're going to focus on Phoenix. Um, obviously, we still want to go to Martinsville with a fast truck and, and uh, you know, not forget about it. But, yeah, we can turn our resources and, and our time more towards Phoenix. And uh, I feel like that'll be a little bit of a, an advantage there to, to be able to put more time into it than others and, and not have to worry about this week. That being said, when you do race for the championship at Phoenix, it's a it's definitely a, a different track than we see a lot. People call it a short track, even though it's a mile in length. Describe how that happens, that you guys race it as a short track, but other people call it, you know, a bigger track, an intermediate size track. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is, I guess, bigger, but it drives like a short track, just light brake or it's light brake into one and two and, and rolling and then slowly back to the gas and then uh into three you're you're pretty hard on the brakes so it's more three and four is, is short track ish and then uh one and two uh just just kind of rolling so uh a fun track i i always love phoenix I haven't ran there uh ran good there at least the last few times i've been but um confident we have good notes and, and can put together a good truck for next week and um, I feel like I've gotten a lot better as a race car driver also this year. So going to try to put all that together and, and go give it our best shot. Now, you're the 2018 ARCA champ, and I wonder how that experience compares to this experience of racing for a championship in the trucks. Obviously, the format was a little different, but what did you take away from that experience that, that might be helping you now? Yeah, I mean, just, just laps, honestly. Um, looking back now, I feel like I was – Lewis and in the Arca car just had a ton of speed and and I feel like that saved me a lot of the year I just was so fast but didn't race well um and uh, <laughs> it just it worked out we were, we happened to be consistent so um it had a lot to learn um uh, coming in the truck series and uh yeah I mean it just it helped just just the laps and and the repetitions you're still a very young guy. I just, I think you just had a birthday to turn 23 year old, years old, but I read that you actually started competing. Everybody starts young now, but you actually started competing in BMX bikes when you were three years old. Do you even remember that? Uh, I don't remember <laughs> the beginning, but I do remember racing BMX bikes around four and five. I do, do remember that quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I started, started a little guy.
<laughs> that had to be a, a fun experience for a guy that young and, and to look where you are now. It's, it's actually uh, fun to watch from the outside. But another thing that's been a little bit fun to watch is I'm seeing some, some friendly uh, pushback between you and your teammates, particularly Brett Moffitt, in the campaign for most popular driver. You guys are playing it like a political campaign. How did all that start? And uh, Brett seems more into it than you are. You seem to be the guy who's kind of like staying above the fray. I, honestly, I'm not. I'm not a social media person at all. I, I wouldn't even be sad if it went away. <laughs> Might even be better in this world. But um, yeah, it's been it's been kind of fun. It's mostly been Brett. I think he posted the other day. Like, I wasn't even with him, and he said I was like sleeping or something. I don't. I don't know. Just <laughs> it's funny. I I crack up when when I see it. But yeah, I don't really play into it much. <laughs> That's definitely something for down the road. But another thing for down the road is you're re-signed to come back with GMS. Tell me about that organization because it's one of those, you know, where everybody says it takes a long time to build a real winner. But GMS has risen remarkably quickly. What's the, what's it like being in that organization? I think just just the product that it's that it's created and and it's great being being a part of it. Just uh, I feel like Toyota and Ford and and they have their drivers, but I feel like this whole Chevy development deal with GMS, they're doing a really good job on developing us, um, not just giving us rides and saying, all right, what can you do? They're, uh, they're working with each and every one of us on making us all better and making us all grow. And I feel like, uh, I feel like it's, it's starting to really pay off and people are seeing, wow, like now it's, now it's working where, uh, we're all winning races and, and we're all competitive every week. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. And, and I love it. Let's finish up with this. Even though Martinsville won't impact whether or not you run for a championship, you're already locked in. What kind of a race are you expecting there this weekend? Because it's got that old school feel where most of the drivers came up beating and banging on the short tracks. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for it. Uh, obviously I still want to be fast and I feel like we put together a really good race truck for it. Uh, I was actually at the shop earlier this morning checking it out. So I always like Martinsville. I haven't I really had a finish there to, to prove it, but uh, had speed there in, in the fall last year and uh, even raced for the win at the end. I got called for jumping a restart, which I didn't even jump. So uh, is what it is, man. That's racing. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Martinsville this week. Under the lights. Um, night before Halloween that's gonna be pretty cool right just they haven't done that in years for the trucks so excited for that um, just excited to race again I love when we race every week I hate when we have off weeks so just just happy to be racing another weekend and just going to try and even collect some notes um, for Phoenix even and and just try to keep everything going with the team working well together um, doing our job and and at the end of the day if we can get another win then that'll be great thank you woody that is sheldon creed your winner from the nascar gander rv and outdoors truck series race at texas motor speedway coming up haley deegan will join us and later we'll preview this weekend's race at martinsville yeah sure the players bring some skill to the game but if i don't put them in my lineup who cares not me i'm eric rubino fantasy baseball gm and league runner-up two of the last nine years i use the progressive name your price tool with options based on my budget and for a guy that's used to being in control it fits like this runner-up t-shirt champ gets a trophy but you can't wear a trophy boom get options based on your budget with progressive even if you're not a legend in your own mind
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Haley Deegan will move to the Truck Series in 2021, and she'll talk with us about that next. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Wing Sprint Cars. That's what we talk about on Wing Nation, presented by Hercules Tire. I'm Steve Post. Join Aaron Everham and me Tuesdays at noon Eastern Time as we talk with race winners and newsmakers from dirt tracks across America. From the world of outlaws to your local track, we cover the greatest show on dirt. Join us live Tuesday on Facebook Live or wingnation.com or catch our Tuesday and Thursday podcasts on YouTube or your favorite podcast provider. Wing Nation, your home for Wing Sprint Car Talk. For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Haley Deegan is a very hot name right now, and she's about to make a big move in her NASCAR career. Kyle Rickey talked with her about moving up to the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series in 2021 and if she feels she's ready for the challenge. It's been a big week for you. First off, let's recap uh, the truck race. Uh, your first time in, in the NASCAR's national spotlight, first green flag pit stop, which I know was eventful, but uh, mm-hmm. the entire race, I feel like you were pretty happy with it uh, when you got out of the truck at the end of the event. Yeah, honestly, that race went really, really good for me. I had goals I wanted to accomplish that race. My goal was to first finish, don't get in any wrecks. It was close, but we finished. <laughs> there was a few sketchy moments with uh, crashes, that, that big crash that they had that happened in front of us, and it was close, but uh, we made it out of that one, and then my goal was to really, like, it'd be a good day for me to finish top 15 to 20. That was my goal. If I finish that, I'll be happy. And so I think that was really good that we accomplished all those goals. I was happy with myself. I was happy with my crew, my team, my crew chief, my spotter. Everyone just did an amazing job and was really on top of their game. I know one thing that you were really hoping to get out of the ARCA series is the experience of green flag pit stops. And, and a lot of those different things and those elements of an event that happened in, in the trucks and in Xfinity. So walk us through your first green flag pit stop in the truck, because I understand oh, it got yeah. eventful off of turn number two on the radio. Oh yeah. You want to know how it really went? So, uh, my crew chief keyed uh, up on the radio and was like, okay, we're going to run, uh, this thing till it's almost out of fuel. So I'm like, okay, no problem. Um, but he's like, you have about seven laps. And so I was like, okay, perfect. So I kind of just was going along, pushing hard, making sure I hit my marks for those seven laps. And then all of a sudden we got down to about four or five laps and keep in mind, like it's already in my head. Okay, we're running out of gas, we're running out of gas, running out of gas. And so we were at the lap before I actually ran out, I was going to turn three and it was very windy during the race. And so I went to turn three and you're like, Wah! and then all of a sudden I heard a, Wah! and I was like, 
maybe it's just my mind playing games on me. And I was like, so I'm very like, I'm a mind person. Like I can get like mind messed up quick, especially with stuff like that. So I was like, oh, it's probably just, I'm probably just overthinking it. So I'm like, okay, I'm not even gonna say anything. Just keep going. So I don't worry the guys or anything. And then all of a sudden I get off turn two and they're getting, it's like mid corner one, two, when you pick up the gas, I pick up the gas. He goes, wow. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I'm still like, I'm not even prepared to the point where we are running out of gas. We still have like four or five laps to go. And I key up and I'm like, we're out, we're out, we're out, we're out, we're out. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you even say when you're out of gas? Like, just like, wah, 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 wah. like just keep repeating it. And then my uh, spotter's like, come in, come in, come in. We're putting, we're putting, we're putting. And there's just so much chaos off of turn two. And so it honestly all worked out though. I tried to keep it not, I tried to make it not stall or run out of gas. And so I tried to keep my roll speed up getting there. Um, down pit road, it was, it's just crazy because there was so much going on. And honestly, I wasn't expecting there to even be a green flag stop during the race because we obviously see in the past at Kansas, there's a lot of usually a few crashes at the truck races. And even David, David Reagan, uh, who's been working with me before the truck race, even said like, you're, I'm pretty sure you're not gonna have a green flag stop. So I'm like, okay, not even really like in my head and like, okay, we're having a green flag stop. And so <laughs> that was just, it was utter chaos, but it was so thrilling and exciting and I'm really glad that happened so I can prepare for the future and know what to expect and you maintained your cool got through it got a 16th place effort out of it and while all this is going on you're in the truck they're announcing on television that you're going full-time next mm -hmm. year in 2021 how exciting is that for you to to be a part of this community now full-time in the truck series it's so exciting, and I think that there's a lot of people where it's like, oh, she moved up too soon, they're rushing her, da da, da or her sponsors are rushing her. My sponsors aren't rushing anything. My decisions of what I do with my career are my decisions, and it's what I want to do with it, and they hop on board of what my plan is, and so we had a kind of like uh, option with Ford, like, Either we could run two years of ARCA, we could run a year of ARCA. It is really just based off what we saw of this season. And so I feel like this season, we've been really doing a good job of improving and developing. But as soon as I did that truck race, it made me realize this is where I need to be to develop to the, to the fullest point. And that's something that I had a realization of. And I'm glad I did the truck race this year to realize that. And so... With that being said, I think next year is, it's obviously going to be tough. We, mo <laughs> we might not be able to set the world on fire our first couple races or anything, but I think we just have to corely focus on developing and then take it from there the next year. Four years ago, uh, you were Tuesday night, Charlotte Motor Speedway, legend cars. Then you move up to late models, K&NE, store K&N West, win three races, Arkham Menard series. That's kind of been your path here since you jumped into the oval track world four years ago. Is it the path that you originally set out? And are you on pace? I mean, are, are you on the pace that where you were hoping to be four years ago? Or, or has it changed much here in the last couple of years? I think I honestly didn't even know the path I was trying to be on four years ago. I really didn't, to be honest, know a lot about stock car racing in the stock car racing world. I didn't know there were so many series. I didn't know the difference between a limited late model, pro late model, super late model. Like, I didn't know any of those things. I thought a late model is a late model. <laughs> but, like, what you race at Irmondale, you race everywhere. Turns out it's not like that. And so, I think I just had to really be open to all the information and really seeing what the options were. And I think 
not until last year, I really had a good realization of what I wanted to do and what I wanted to accomplish and what my goals and yearly goals and four-year goals out for the future were. How will you prep for next year? Um, obviously, there's the testing policies in place and you can't really test. So how important is that simulator, which I'm assuming is something that you're going to get some mileage on? Oh my God. Before the um, truck race, I was on there so much. I was every single morning. I went out there a week before just so specifically I could go on the simulator because I had to fly to a few places, do a few media things, a few events. I went out there a week before and I was waking up because I live in Morganton, North Carolina, which is two hours away from the simulator. Wake up at five in the morning, get everything ready to go, leave at six in the morning, drive two hours, go on simulator for four to six hours. I did pit stop practice and I was doing that multiple mornings before the race. So it was a little tiring and then go to the shop after, make sure everything's ready to go, media stuff. There was just a lot going on and a lot of preparation that went into it, Um, watching footage. There was just so many things that I needed to do before the race that I did do so I was prepared. But I think that's something that ARCA series this year taught me with the lack of practice we've gotten and everything being cut and shortened down is how to prepare away from the racetrack, how to prepare when you're not inside that car. Absolutely. And was it close, what you learned on that simulator and what you practiced when you got to do the real thing on Saturday, I mean, was getting on and off pit road pretty close to to what you were practicing in the sim? Yes, and I think that's something that I really value in the simulator is once we got the truck tightened up because it started out a little loose, wasn't expecting that. (laughs) And so I think we didn't really know what to expect with the track conditions. It's constantly changing what you run early in the year. could not be what you run later in the year just because of how the track is, what's ran before on there, the wind, how dirty the track is, if it's night or daytime, temperatures. And so there's so many factors that go into that. And so we weren't really expecting the truck to be as loose as it was. But after that first stage and we got it tightened up, all those markers on the track that I was practicing in the simulator were realistic. And once I started running the top groove lane four, all my markers were exactly the same as they were in the simulator. So as soon as I got up there, I saw the hash marks on the track and everything, little white lines on the top groove. And I was able to pick up the gas and get off the gas at the same exact time as I did on the simulator. Technology. It uh, Technology. continues love it. to amaze me. <laughs> Two years ago, you were on the cover of USA Today. Yes, I was. <laughs> and talking about your dream, uh, her dream drives her. Is Haley Deegan living the dream right now? Huh, I think everyone's <laughs> dreams are different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm for sure. I love my life. I love everything that I have planned for the future. I'm excited for it. I have big dreams, big goals, things that I want to do with my life, things that I want to accomplish it, accomplish. I have a legacy that I want to leave behind. I want to inspire people. I want to teach people and show people that, hey, if you put your mind to something, you can accomplish it, that really nothing's impossible, that it may be tough. It may be hard. It's not going to be easy, but if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. That's up and coming NASCAR driver Haley Deegan. Looking forward to seeing her race next year and seeing what she's got there in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Coming up, we'll look ahead to this weekend's race at Martinsville and later, a new 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. The wild ride starts at NASCAR's Lady in Black. And for 16 drivers, all or nothing the rest of the way. Fighting off elimination at the greatest tracks in the show. Threading the needle through the big one. Fighting for the right to duel in the desert. Everything possible, 
nothing guaranteed. Yes, please. The NASCAR Playoffs, presented by Bush Beer, this Sunday at Martinsville on NBCSN. Seven-point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing. Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your XFi Gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. Normally at this point of the show, we give you the Xfinity fastest lap. Well, we're still waiting for that lap to be run at Texas Motor Speedway. But because of the rain, we don't have one yet. But when we do... The Xfinity Fastest Lap is brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast, that was Xfinity Fast. Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. We'll preview this weekend's race at Martinsville next. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. Now we're uh, easy top 10 car. Before you dive into the race weekend, get up to speed with MRN Out Loud. That is what makes an extraordinary team. I'm Woody Kane, inviting you to join me every Thursday as we talk to NASCAR drivers and crew chiefs about the coming weekend's race. There, there's a lot that we've been working on. And let you know when and where to hear MRN's coverage from the track. It's one of the older race surfaces we go to. Gear up for the race when you catch MRN Out Loud streaming every Thursday at MRN.com or wherever great podcasts are found. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast and you won't stink. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. We are heading into a big race weekend at Martinsville Speedway in Virginia. All three series are facing elimination, and all three series will set the field of championship four drivers for the race at Phoenix the following weekend. Here's what some are saying about this weekend's Xfinity 500. Very proud that we've got race cars on the racetrack at Martinsville Speedway. One half mile, that's it, 0.54 miles. It's a paperclip shaped track, long straightaways, very tight corners. You're always excited about you know, the opportunity to go to a place where you've been successful, especially recently. Two in a row here at Martinsville. Four of the last six on short tracks. Martin Truex Jr. takes the Sirius XM Toyota to victory lane tonight in Martinsville. It definitely doesn't guarantee, uh, you know, that it's going to go the same this time around. So you got to just, you know, do your normal preparation and and try to make all the right decisions. And then, you know, Martinsville can be a wild, crazy race depending on how the cautions fall, especially towards the end. So, you know, just take it one at a time. You race, uh, you know, one stage at a time and just try to put yourself in the best position possible throughout the, the race, no matter where it's at. It's mathematically possible to have a more dominant afternoon than Brad Keselowski has had here at Martinsville, but it's not easy. A dominant day about to pay off. It is a special track. You know, first off, the oldest track on the circuit, there's only one track that can be the oldest and have the most history and pedigree, and, you know, Martinsville is that. And I know it means a lot to me. You know, I, I've won twice there, and I've got 
uh, one clock in my house and one clock uh, in my office here. And, uh, you know, they're, they're very special, and it serves as a constant reminder of how big that day was to me personally. Denny Hamlin off turn number four. Kozlowski gets into him. Hamlin saves it, and across the line comes Denny Hamlin. He will win this afternoon for the fifth time in his career at the Martinsville Speedway. We've not been as strong on the short tracks this year as what we were last year. I think we finished in the top five in every short track last year. But, I mean, I'm confident we've run strong at times, but other times we've not. I think that, you know, we really adapt well as a team and we, we handle the information that we get really well. So I think certainly I'm, I'm optimistic and not going to look at the spring and say, oh, man, we were awful there. What have we done to change that? Like, I've got smart enough people working within our team that I'm pretty confident that we can go there and, and contend for a win, and that race essentially never happened. So it's it's so hard to draw parallels between previous success or failures to current results. It's so hard to, to do it, especially in our sport now. Final time out of turn number two. Jimmy Johnson dominated the day, but Kurt Busch is the man as they head for three. It's Busch by a car length looking for the checkered flag. Jimmy Johnson takes a peek downstairs, but it won't be enough. Across the stripe and winning the STP 500 is Kurt Busch and an 83 winless streak is over for him. Kurt Busch has won here at the Martinsville Speedway. Felt like we had to win out um, either Kansas, Texas, Martinsville. You know, when you start the round of eight against these guys who have, you know, all those points, all those stage points and points in the bank, uh, we knew we needed to, to do something spectacular. We just didn't expect uh, an engine failure. So we had, we couldn't decide. You know, we had Kansas circled, we had Texas circled. And we're, we're going in there with, with everything we've got. Final time through 13 and 14. Hamlin is there. All over the back end of Chase Elliott. It's going to be a drag race. Chase Elliott by a half a car length. Denny Hamlin right there will not be enough across the line. And Chase Elliott has scored the win. Martinsville certainly is a is a place that uh, deserves to be on the schedule. And I think it deserves to have a important place on the schedule. It's been a, a deciding factor in who makes the Final Four every year since this format was implemented, if I'm not mistaken. So it's always been important, and I think rightfully so. Martinsville has always delivered the drama, and now with the elimination aspect added going into this weekend, things should get fun. Motor Racing Network will have full coverage of the entire Xfinity 500 race weekend from Martinsville. The Xfinity 500 Cup Race begins 1 p.m. Eastern here on MRN on Sunday. Coming up on NASCAR Live, a new 48 story is in later this week in NASCAR history. Today's broadcast is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? 92 thousand dollars ouch and the irs left no room for jake to breathe they put a lien on my house took all the money out of my bank account took money out of my paychecks so it was a nightmare he needed help fast i figured that all these companies were the same until i called federal tax management you could just tell they knew what they were talking about right then and there i felt like i had some hope stop the liens levies and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special irs programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt so how did it go for jake did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. <laughs> I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes, 
Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-242-1706. 800-242-1706. We've got a new 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. When you're on the go, missing the side-by-side action at the racetrack isn't a problem. Here comes Logano on the high side. He drives it deep into turn number two. Motor Racing Network brings the NASCAR race to you, wherever you are, so you don't miss one lap of the excitement. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. You are the man, D.H. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. At Victory Junction, it's simple. We believe every child, no matter their diagnosis or disability, deserves the chance to just be a kid. So we provide a medically safe environment where children who live in a world of hospital stays and doctor's visits are free to do everything from riding horses, zip lining, swimming, fishing, and bowling, all at no cost to the camper. The experience inspires confidence, builds self-esteem, and changes the life of every child who comes here. Help us change a child's life at victoryjunction.org. Wheeland would like to congratulate Joey Logano and his number 22 Team Penske pit crew for being the first to lock into the Phoenix Championship race. That's the way playoffs are in any sport. It's crazy how quick things can happen, how things change so quickly. But, you know, it's kind of feeling the same where we've been slowly picking up some speed, becoming more and more competitive. And, um, you know, we kind of jumped on the on the opportunity to win a, win a race to, again. On the road, in the air, and around the world. Wheelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. Jimmy Johnson is down to his final two full-time races in his NASCAR Cup Series career. And just like we've done all season, we're celebrating the seven-time Cup Series champion with our 48 stories. This week, MRN's Alex Hayden takes us back to 2013, the year Jimmy won his sixth championship. Jimmy Johnson's streak of five championships in a row ended in 2011 when Tony Stewart grabbed his third Cup Series title. Johnson only won two races that season and finished sixth in the final standings. It was his worst performance in 10 seasons. In 2012, Jimmy Johnson bounced back by winning five races during the year and was leading the playoffs with two to go, but a crash at Phoenix. Trouble off of turn four, it's Jimmy Johnson. There was a puff of smoke outside the exhaust as he exited turn four and he slapped the wall in the front straightaway. And a mechanical issue at Homestead. Trouble for Jimmy Johnson off the pace to the inside of the racetrack and on the access road and the bottom of turns three and four. Jimmy Johnson, that low Chevrolet is very slow and he's headed back to pit road. Gave the championship to Brad Keselowski. In 2013, Jimmy Johnson was back on top. The year started with him winning the season-opening Great American Race, the Daytona 500. Race leader Jimmy Johnson off of turn number four. It's the low Chevrolet. Johnson leads off the corner. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will look to the inside, look to the outside, but he will not get it done. And Jimmy Johnson has won the Daytona 500. By the time the playoffs began, Jimmy had four wins under his belt, while Joe Gibbs Racing's Matt Kenseth had five wins. Kenseth would be the benchmark for the 10-race playoff. The Daytona 500 was the beginning of a quest for a championship for NASCAR's premier series. That race and the following 25 were all about getting in position 
to do what begins here today. It's race one of the chase. Jimmy started the first race at Chicagoland Speedway, seated second behind Matt Kenseth. At the end of the day, Kenseth was in victory lane for his sixth win. Johnson managed to finish close behind in fifth. At New Hampshire Motor Speedway, once again, it was Matt Kenseth. He picked up his seventh win that year. Jimmy Johnson stayed close behind with a solid fourth place finish. For the third race of the playoffs, Jimmy was back in victory lane at the Monster Mile in Dover. Jimmy Johnson works his way off turn number four, and for the eighth time in his career, he wins at the Monster Mile. Race number four was at Kansas Speedway. Johnson showed a solid sixth-place result, while Matt Kenseth stumbled to an 11th-place finish. The midpoint of the playoffs was at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Matt Kenseth held on to a narrow margin in the standings by finishing third, while Jimmy finished in the number four spot. Next stop was Talladega. The big one never happened, but a poor finish from Kenseth propelled Johnson to the point lead for the first time that year. Race number seven was at Martinsville Speedway. Matt Kenseth was not going to go away quietly. He led the most laps that day and finished a strong second with Jimmy finishing in position number five. With three races remaining, the two competitors were tied for the top spot. From Martinsville Speedway, the series moved to the Texas Motor Speedway. The pendulum swung in favor of Johnson that day with his sixth win of the year. Matt Kenseth was good enough for a top five, and he finished fourth. The point standings had a major shift the next week at Phoenix. Jimmy Johnson finished third. Matt Kenseth, on the other hand, had his worst finish of the playoffs. He had to settle for 23rd. The final race of the season was at Homestead Miami Speedway. Johnson had the biggest point lead in the playoffs at 28. The race started with Kenseth on the pole. He led the most laps and brought his number 20 Toyota home in position number two. Jimmy did just what he had to do and finished ninth. And here comes Jimmy Johnson off of turn number four, and he too is going to be a winner here in South Florida. Jimmy Johnson has just claimed his sixth NASCAR Sprint Cup Series championship. With a 28-point lead, you had to have some time to think about it. Where does the sixth one stack up to the other five? It is, uh, this is extremely sweet. I feel like those five years were a blur, and things happened so fast. Um, it's not that I didn't enjoy it or appreciate it or respect what happened it just went by so fast it seems like and i'm really going to slow things down here and enjoy it uh this is so so sweet this has been 48 stories with jimmy johnson thanks alex you can hear more 48 stories at mrn.com still to come on nascar live we'll have this week in nascar history and now a game of commercial chicken brought to you by progressive where we see how long flow can go without talking about insurance ready go okay so um did you see that game the other day <laughs> the refs right i mean come on they were totally out to get us <laughs> that always happens to our to our team <clears throat> drivers who switch to progressive could say big okay you win we can't help but save customers money progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina, is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is fast, friendly, and delicious. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature lattes and mochas, custom-flavored infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. You can also order our signature Clutch Coffee Beans online and have them shipped directly to you. Go to clutchcoffeebar.com or visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar. This is NASCAR Live. 
Now, back to Mike Bagley. All right, folks, we're about to put a bow on this week's show, getting ready to head to the house. But before we do, it's that time of the week again, my friends. It is time for this week in NASCAR history with Susie Armstrong. Susie? Thanks, Mike. Let's scare up some spooktacular Halloween happenings from 1987. Cassandra Peterson was riding the broom of commercial success as Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, entrancing NBC viewers with her plunging neckline and Valgal persona every Friday night. The twins scored four runs, ten hits, and no errors as Minnesota made the St. Louis Cardinals disappear in Game 7 of the World Series. Michael Jackson was cranking out the hits with the multi-platinum album Bad and Bill Elliott moonwalked the Melling Ford to the front of the field in the AC Delco 500 at Rockingham. Side by side, they'll come off the corner. White flag for Bill Elliott as he goes back into turn number one. Second place is all locked up. That battle's going to be for third. It heads back to turn one. It's still Darrell Waltrip holding off Terry Labonte's battle. There's no chance for Earnhardt to be a factor here. He's well ahead in second spot, and Waltrip leads Labonte off the second corner. Out of turn four, Bill Elliott comes across to take the checkered flag in his 22nd Winston Cup career victory. 1992, Garth Brooks left the competition in the dust as the country phenom's fifth studio album, The Chase, sold nearly a half million copies in a week. Health issues compel Magic Johnson to retire from the Lakers, where he became known as the best point guard of all time. And Kyle Petty seemed unfrackable at the Rock, leading 484 laps in the AC Delco 500. She had a need to feel the thunder. Kyle Petty in the black and green mellow yellow Pontiac. He looks briefly to the inside of Michael Waltrip's star. Won't do it. Less than half a mile for Kyle Petty. It will be his sixth career Winston Cup win in 348 starts. His second win of the year and another victory at Rockingham for Pontiac. Kyle Petty wins the AC Delco 500. 2009, the Zach Brown Band were beaten feet to the top of the charts again with the foundation's third hit single, Toes. Paranormal activities found footage style raised movie or hairs and big money at the box office, raking in $21 million on the weekend before Halloween. And Denny Hamlin was a bat out of you-know-where in the Commonwealth of Virginia, driving the FedEx Toyota like the Banshees were chasing him at Martinsville Speedway. Denny Hamlin by a car length, final time in a three as the Commonwealth of Virginia cheers home its native son. Here comes Hamlin for the line with Andretti pulling up off the wall. Andretti right in the middle of the racetrack. The field comes storming by Denny Hamlin. Maybe out of the championship race, but he's not out of the winning business. He takes the victory today here at Martinsville Speedway in Virginia. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. We also like to thank Chase Briscoe for joining us this week. Also, Sheldon Creed and Haley Deegan. On behalf of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. We thank you for joining us as well. We will chat with you next week after very intense racing weekend at Martinsville and preparing for a championship run at Phoenix. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength, and by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Blue Emu is family-owned and manufactured here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Julian Council, and Rich Colbrook. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. 
Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. 